0: Hey, welcome to Loft Sessions. My name is Lockie and I run an Instagram account and podcast where I talk about all ideas around simple living. Now, today I try something different with this podcast as I have a long form interview conversation with the founder of Eco Villages Australia, Andrew McLean. Now, Andrew brings up a ton of new concepts and it's a big conversation about the many challenging issues we face today in society. Andrew says that the big problem is disconnection and that the solution is connection. So, listen and lean in to hear Andrew McLean talk about his ideas of how we can move forward in society through the power of community. Well, Eco Villages Australia co founder, the co founder of Mullaney Eco Village, aspiring politician, former business owner, but probably my favorite title, my dad. Welcome to the podcast, Dad. <laughs>
1: Thanks, mate.
0: It's <laughs> a lot of titles you've got there, and I probably only included about half of them
1: yeah i've done a bit i've probably lived five lives in my one in some ways
0: that's good Uh, um we'll we'll get to where it is at the moment because it's at a really kind of exciting place but before we start i wanted to assure the listeners that i'm not short on guests um you know the joke of like at least mum listens to the podcast um my my spin on that is at least dad joins me on the podcast well yes and no um (laughs) early stages but I think that Dad, you're someone that I'd have on this podcast regardless because your thinking has influenced me in very deep ways, and um, we speak a lot of the same language in the sense of this simple living, living in community, things like this. So um, I'm very grateful to have you here. And uh, yeah, you're not just, you're not just here because you're my dad. You're actually you're here because you got some good good credentials around this space.
1: Good to know. Good to know. <laughs> That's
0: it. Um, dad, is there anything you want to intro yourself with before I kind of get too deep into the uh the conversation here
1: oh that's a tough one mate um oh look i you know i guess i don't know how sentimental to get here but you know it, it's of all the things i've done like i'm really really proud of my children and really yeah. loved that part of my life and and bringing up kids was really least for me that connection that i had with all three of you and it was, yeah, it was a powerful and difficult, you know, time, but was, it was, um, yeah, I wouldn't, wouldn't swap that with anything. Like, all other things I'd swap, potentially, but that, that I wouldn't
0: <laughs> Oh, that's too good. Well, today we're going to talk about community, and um, we'll go to a bunch of different places, but the central theme will be around community, and that's such a big part of what I'm doing here with at Simple Walkie and the Loft Sessions is uh, I want to talk about what it looks like to live in community um and, and true community which i guess we'll talk about and so i kind of want to know dad before we get into maybe the solution or what you're really up to with your organization but um i want to know about the problem what, what have you identified as the issue behind um behind what you've created and what you're trying to do and where do we get so wrong with our society that you've kind of had to step in with this uh this organization you started
1: I reckon I've nailed it down to one word and that is disconnection. We are so disconnected from ourselves. We are so disconnected from each other. We are so disconnected from the earth, you know, and and this whole thing, this whole, I started this whole thing by saying we've got to get those connections back. Um, our work, I mean, I've heard you on your podcast before and, and our work lives are just... They're not. They're not helping us be fully human. Mm. You know, I look at all almost all aspects of our world, our life, and they are they are actually stopping us from being fully human.
0: Mm.
1: Uh, and the and the solutions, like the First Nations, had it right. You know, you just need good food, good shelter, and good community, and and it's as simple as that. It really is. And and I suppose and I thought, well, how do you know, how do we do that in a in in our life? when we've got taxes to do, and when we've got all this stuff to do, and, and um, I'm not even sure when I, where I stumbled across the eco-village movement, really, um, but uh, when I did, it was pretty exciting for me.
0: Yeah, that's really interesting. Uh, just before you jumped on the Zoom, uh, I was checking my email, and I'm not sure why. Like I, you know, I try to, to leave that at work and leave that in other parts of my life. I'm at home now. I was just checking my email and I was looking at my uni emails and my work emails and my personal email. And so like, there was no sense of um, disconnection. Like it was just so crazily connected to the rest of my world that I felt so disconnected from my present state. And so it, I even have to really consider how I'm um, choosing to spend my time and things like that. So just as you said that it was like, Oh, that's just so true.
1: So we've, we've sort of used the word differently in different ways. though. in in, in a way we've sort Mm. of this, I'm, I'm saying that we are disconnected, you know, emotionally to ourselves and, and each other. And, and yet we're connected, yeah, with, you know, we, you know work never ends, you know, with, with emails and stuff, you know, we're working. Yeah,
0: it's like we're hyper connected.
1: Hyper connected, yet disconnected from, from I think, what, what it means to be human.
0: Yeah, that's so cool. Um, we'll continue to talk about the problem. But you mentioned this word eco-village and I've talked about it as well. It's probably good to just get that out of the road because people, uh, it's such an unfamiliar term and I'm still learning what it is. But would you mind just giving a brief intro to what an eco-village is and a little bit about your organisation? Because that's, I think, naturally going to lead us down a path where we talk about, you know, more things that uh, are not quite right with our society.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing when people, people say, uh, I say to people what I, I'm a, uh... I run an eco village, or you know, co-founder of the eco village. they go, cool. What's that? <laughs> so it sounds cool, but no, we don't really know what it is. It's essentially where we live in community now. Eco villages. We're part of um global eco village network, and that's they are the, which is called Gen. We call it Gen. It started in Finthorn, which is probably the most. Famous um, eco village in the world is from in Scotland, and um, Jen sort of you know oversees you know ten thousand eco villages around the world. It's a big movement. Um, people don't want to live in the boxes in the suburbs. You know, not everybody does. You know, and and my, and many people who come here, and we've had hundreds and hundreds of people here, and many people come here. They just go. Oh, I didn't realise there was something another way. You know, if you want to buy something, if you want to live somewhere in Australia, you got to buy or rent. Um, really, buyers are stuck. You know, I had a place in, in in Brisbane for 10 years. I was stuck there. You know, if you know how to use money, you don't buy and sell because you're buying and selling in the same market. Um, it costs you 40 grand every time you buy, you sell, you sell um, and buy. So you just don't do that. So you're sort of, you are stuck. Uh, even billionaires who have got multi multi multiple places still don't have the freedom of the First Nations that we <laughs> you know they could go anywhere. First Nations people could go anywhere they wanted. Um, you know, a billionaire can't walk into your house. Um, our system is, is is really really quite yeah it's quite interesting how that works so really it's just a little and, and eco villages do vary hugely there are some eco villages that have got 10,000 people in them um, there's one called Auroville in 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 um, India uh, there's one that's 20 minutes away from here it's called crystal waters that's a uh, that's a live-in or that's a, a residential eco-village that has about 250, 300 people there. That's the world's first permaculture village. It started about 35 years ago. And our eco-village will never ever get more than about 15 people, um, maybe 24 or something like that. You know? So it depend, depends, on, depends on a few factors, but that's, we, we are a, quite different to many eco-villages, but essentially it's where, where groups of people take control of their own lives. We take control of our own energy and our, our, our own, like as in our electricity, of our own water, of our food production, um, of our social context. Um, we take control of that. Like like there's not a, not a night that goes by that we don't have incredible conversations from people all around the world sometimes, you know, and, and those, that sort of stimulation, that social interaction is real every single day, you know, and, and in fact, we have such a rich life. It's actually very, very rich, very, very dense. We, you know, find, I find we have to you know, I've, I've, I personally, for me, have to retreat, a, a, a re, not a reason, not, not too much, but, you know, one of my favorite sayings is that it's easier to find um, solitude in community than community in solitude. Yeah. It's easier to find solitude in community. So we can, we're in the right space. We're in community and we can always when we're feeling a little bit antsy or whatever you know something like we can always retreat we can always go back into our little little spaces and and retreat and be by ourselves and have some quiet time um it's it's the tragedy of when of our life up in the suburbs is that we often have um a real yeah a repository a real real lack no it's a lack of everything actually Mm. um but a real lack of, of, of good social interaction, our TV and and, and TV and, and social media are really poor second cousins to real community
0: <laughs> well it 's funny that the great American Dream, which has become the great Australian dream, um, has really underdelivered
1: yeah we, Australians have the largest houses in the world yeah. forty six square meters is the average size house that 's a big house house that we were in lucky you know in in, in Albany Creek was about two eighty three hundred square meters so so the average house is like 246 it's a massive house in England it's something like 76 uh, what's not surprising is the second largest houses in, in the world probably not probably you could probably guess which country that comes from
0: I'm gonna guess America Lock in a what is quite
1: what is quite surprising though is the is the difference that so they're there at 214 square meters so quite quite a bit smaller than Australians actually. And so we, we lead the pack um, uh, by a long shot by the largest houses. We also lead the pack in the, in the worst um, dealing of climate change. Mm. As well. That's we,
0: right. We won't touch on that just today, but uh, I'll believe you there. Um, so we've become a, obsessed with the, the ideals of, um, you know, the, the American dream, the Australian dream. And along the way, we've become disconnected.
1: Yeah. The richer we get, the more comfortable we become and the more comfort that we actually um, bring into our lives, draw into our lives, the more disconnected we we are. Like my dream was was to have a house with a button. I wanted a button. And that button was the one that opens a, a garage door. I never had one until that <laughs> house that I was talking about in Elby Creek. And, and I thought I'd, I'd made it, I'd got my button. And I, what I realized after a while was I, suddenly I could actually drive into my place and, sh- and open and shut the door. We had internal stairways. I didn't even have to get outside mm. um, and, and our close by neighbors, cause we're in the suburbs, we could be, we could, we could live in absolute isolation if we wanted to.
0: Wow. That's um, that's crazy. So I want to zoom in a bit on the Malaney eco village and just understand a bit more of those um, really kind of guiding principles that you have and I guess we'll continue to talk about the issue. I know it's just coming into every part of the conversation. It's just such a, what I'm, what I'm understanding is that it's such a values-driven project that this isn't just a, um, you know, to start an eco-village isn't, oh, we were just bored one day and thought we'd do this. There's so much passion and, and value that drives this thing. And I'm still understanding, like I'm still learning to understand even just the, the small parts of that, which, which is really cool.
1: Yes, yes. Uh, do you want to talk about some of that stuff now
0: yeah that'd be awesome
1: well, those values yeah like one of our big values is really that we think that that ownership of land has actually caused a tremendous amount of um what's the word you know pain um not least for our first nations people I mean, they were kicked off their land they were booted off their land and 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 if we, you know if, when you when you say i own this piece of land how does that really come across to a first nations person how, did it re- how does it really come across to somebody who has a broader view of the world you know when when bezos and those guys went up and saw the world as it is look they didn't go to outer space They went to you know outer space or something um <laughs> that they they saw a world that that's that's not there's no borders there there's, there's one planet and, and there's no ownership, no one owns the sky, no one owns the air, no one owns that land, you know, no one owns this stuff, but we, we, it's based, the whole system is based on land ownership. And if you've got land, then you're going to be better off than those who haven't got land. Um, and so we, we thought, okay, what do we do? How are we going to create a system that, are we going to prop up a, a, an already damaging system? Like, I read a book just recently and I was re- listening to your podcast about books um, and this book did change my, my worldview. It's, it's, it's brilliant. It's called Humankind um, by a guy from, from Netherlands. And he, he said that basically in, there is no evidence of war from 10,000 years ago. So before, when we, before, it was only when we started putting fences around properties and saying, this is mine, that's yours. That's when we started warring. We actually had this like we sort of fell into civilization. We had the, 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 the um, cradle of civilization is between the Tigris and the Euphrates um, rivers, very 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 lush land. and that land you know someone then owned it. Someone took control of that and then someone else then had to you know because it was very easy to, to grow crops there. So we sort of fell into this this civilization but then someone as well, soon as someone owned it, the next person had to go slightly suboptimal land, and the next person had to go slightly suboptimal land. Suddenly, we we're farming in Australia, which is which is really the, the one of the you know, poorest poorest um, soils in the world, and you know very very suboptimal. And and we we and and we also bring our our Western and our you know, European taste buds here and we are not happy to eat what the aboriginals ate. Um, we want to eat how we eat and have all the things that we have in, in England. And that's not good for our soils and the, and the, you know, and the cows and so all that sort of stuff, you know, it's, so we sort of, why would we prop up that system? And let's really think of a system, think of a way, think of a model that would actually not do that. And so we did, we came up with this, this, this model that, that nobody owns this land that we're on. We 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 went around and look at all these eco villages and the ones that have lots that they sell. There's issues. It, it's really just the same system, um, but in a in a nice suburb, you know, in a in a mm. very. most, most eco villages don't have fences, and so they do look really nice. And there's often lots of the kangaroos and that sort of a lot of wildlife around, um, but. You know, there's still this weird thing of, of land ownership. So we we but yeah, obviously we live in Australia, so so something or someone has to own the land. So we actually then de- deemed that something is best. So we created Eco Villages Australia as a land holding instrument, and we uh, loaned our money to that to that organisation to the Eco Villages Australia, and the Eco Villages Australia bought this property, and by doing so, by putting this property into a non profit, we've effectively taken it off the speculative market. This will never be bought and sold again. And so you know, in thirty years time, in a hundred years time, this place, you know, different to the next door neighbours, they'll be they'll be paying three million dollars for their property and people still here will, will be actively able to live here very, very cheaply, very, very affordably. Which is which is really, really cool. I mean, I you know, I we could have bought this land ourselves. We did have enough money to buy this land, but we would always be the ten- we would always be the the landlords and people coming would always be the tenants and we just felt that's not the way to to run community true community mm-hmm. everybody has to be equal we all have to have a, have a say you know our our um our weekly meeting which we had this morning um you know ev- everybody has their say everybody it's consensus driven um so so all voices are are necessary needed and we even our, our two-year-old that's here at the moment she you know she was invited to, to check in and tell us how she felt <laughs> she was fine she was absolutely fine <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's really cool I, I think it's significant that you're you're doing this podcast um from the land like this has happened this was a dream that you had many years ago and you're recording from the land uh that is in community there's people um you know there's people around you i can't see them quite on the screen but i, I know there's people around you on the property you have created it you have put your money where your mouth is in a way but also um yeah again being being led by your values to make that make that big kind of leap and actually make this a reality
1: yeah yeah you know i i just didn't want to be uh, earning money and making income to be on that rat wheel forever Mm. you know like this really has given given me well not so much me i guess i've already had i had that i in some ways I did break the system. I was able to buy, you know, you know, I, I did very well in my business and was able to, to break the system and, and own a house. But I wanna give that opportunity to others that'll never ever be in that situation. You know, so after, so basically after owning, um, loaning, so, so our model is that we, there's as many people as, like, as, as we can, um, not everybody has to, but some people will loan money to the, to the nonprofit um, with that money and then we buy a place and then we live here and um, um, you know and I, after 10 15 years whatever it is the the money's been paid back paid back to the people who loaned and we are free mm. we the, there's no mortgage you know we didn't go to the banks this was this is all self-funded um, uh, and and we are we are actually free and, and and to give people that opportunity to be free i think it's one of the greatest things i've done Apart from having three
0: children, <laughs> I, like it's really interesting because um, I'm newly married, and you know, housing is the is one of the big things that is it's a bit of a pressure, um, and I'm sure that you know lots of married couples have, have found this, and um, potentially you know single people as well, depending on your stage of life. But there's kind of a natural order to life, uh, and I've gone a little bit out of it, but you know, essentially, finish high school, finish uni, get married buy a house, have a kid. That's, that's a pretty standard order. Um, but the pressure of even thinking about buying a house is just enormous. Like uh, it's, I try and resist it, but it's it's actually just ridiculous, especially when everyone around you is is buying houses. Um, the market, whatever that means, people always say, talk about the market, um, but it sounds crazy from what people are talking about. Everything is just so expensive. And the thought of getting in that, and, and what for me is really scary is that, Um, buying a house like it's good for the instagram picture of you know standing out front with the sold sign but for me it's so unappealing because uh you've just signed yourself up for 30 years um like a a life sentence and and not only like you, you you not only just the debt but the lifestyle that's attached to that you have to work you have to continually um up and get promoted and get more responsibility to get more money to pay this debt off and and that's what's not appealing to me at all
1: well i think it's a, it's a modern form of slavery you know it this this is you you said a life sentence it, that's a really good way of putting it you know it and and you know young you know young people today like this is insane like a not like a really ordinary bog standard house a half a million dollars three quarter of a million dollars not even you know very very poor quality and and we are building really poor quality housing. Extraordinarily poor. Ha- poor. I don't think these houses will last 20, 30 years. They, mm. they, are, they are very poor, you know, we in the here with alternate builds, you know, we're looking at building a stone hut at the moment because we have lots of stone on the property. So that's a building building resource. So, mm. you know, putting out, um, build, putting out, putting control back into our, into our hands. We, you know, it's not that difficult to build um, with some guidance of other, other people and so forth, bring experts in, but we can do it ourselves. And it's fun. Mm. Like, we I, like I miss, I have, we haven't done a build, building project to, uh, for a while now, and I miss those days. We, we spent the first year really working hard um, and, and building what we, well, you know, renovating what we have here. And that was, that would, that were good days. You know, I, I, like it is, a, it is a really good time of life when you get to work really hard and, and, and people from all over the world are helping you. And it's, and it, yeah, it's yeah, we can do this. You know we, we I, I really, I've, I've got lots of theories in life, as you know, one of my, <laughs> is this outsourcing theory, you know, that we just outsource everything. You know, when my grandmother was a kid, she learned how to lay out a body when a body, when someone died on the farm, because, the the transport wasn't there you had to learn these things you know um which is pretty confronting for us but you know we we just you know so so we've outsourced absolutely everything life and death um and maybe it's time to reclaim some of that and and reclaim our humanness you know bring our soul back because you know people like you people have you know getting off facebook in in the droves and 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 we are we are working out what makes us human and and it's not Facebook, you know. It's 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 the day to day working beside each other, and yeah, it's it's uh it could be so different. Like back to the like ten thousand years ago, but the, the hunters and gatherers, the the first nations of this this country, they probably only ever they probably worked three or four hours a day. That's that's what they estimate. Mm. What what have we done? You know, we have, and generally, look, we do we do know some things. We do know that that seventy percent of people hate their jobs. <sighs> You know, like, so let's create a system where people hate what they're doing in order to pay someone who hates what they're doing. Like, come on, we've got to to bring some life back into into what we are doing and, you know, know, live intentionally. I mean, you've used that word a lot in your podcast and I, you know, an eco-village, all eco-villages are intentional communities. Not all intentional communities are eco-villages. It's a subset, um, um, but we use that word really. It's a beautiful word. You know, intentional communities. We are. We have int- intention. Um, you know, a share house in Brisbane, uh, or wherever you are. You know, that's economically driven. It's because people can't afford. You know, usually, usually, um, usually students can't afford it, and they and they, they get into a share house. Um, that It's not intentional at all. You know. Sometimes, sometimes it works out really well, and sometimes it's the most happiest people have ever been. Yeah, definitely. When they turn 40 or 30 or 40 or 50, they go, actually, you know what? I've got this massive house in the suburbs, but I really was happy in that share house, even though we had problems, you know? So what we're doing is this intention to be together and to work. You know, I I was in one of those places, I was an intentional community, very small, um, in Brisbane for a little while, and, and, from the outside, it looked like a share house, but it was intentional. We cooked for each other, we looked out for each other, and met. You know, we've talked. We talked about the issues and 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 co-created. I mean, I have sort of like that word, co-create. We co-create together.
0: Mm, that's that's uh, that's awesome. We covered a lot of ground there in that last minute, um, but yeah, even just the thought of the uninspiring architecture of our suburbs—it's just so boring. It's so, oh, I don't want to live in a in a a suburb you know it's just it's so boring um but i will
1: a good way to describe the suburbs would be that they are devoid of creativity connection and meaning I i think that's a good way to describe describe our suburbs and and i have a i have a saying that um the design always wins so if we design for isolation, let's go back to that saying that I was saying before. If we go, if we design for isolation, that is what we're going to get. <laughs> a very talented person can really poorly built building, a poorly designed building, and and potentially run a youth group or something. Do you know they can make it happen, but they have to be pretty talented. If they leave or someone else comes along or, or something happens, the design will win, and the the building will turn into a a. a a sterile place that, that 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 stops human connection. You know, our our cities, our towns are car centric, and that design wins. We 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 need to get back to human scale. I mean, so what we do here is uh, what we call co housing, which is the best of both worlds. You've got a bit of community, a bit of um, a bit of privacy. So our private areas, our bedrooms, our satellite bedrooms. Are are there and um, and if we want to retreat they are there and we can have our own space um, but they are small and they, they and, and that's deliberate because they, they do draw then draw us out into community draw us out into nature um, but co-housing essentially is co-designed and also car free so our space we got three and a half acres here and we put the cars this is deliberate this is intentional put the cars right at the extremities so our space where I'm sitting, I'm sitting right in the village green right now, in in the um, in the kitchen, um, in, the, you know, in the sort of outdoor kitchen, outdoor barbecue area, camp kitchen if you like. Um, and this this area here is car free. It's 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 bike, biking, cycling, and walking only. Human scale. I'm really I'm really turning onto that that sort of terminology. Human scale. We've got to get things to human scale. Um, you know, like my little town, it's beautiful town of Maloney, You know, but we, we have a state highway through or state road through the middle of town. And it's just insane. You know, we, we, we put so much effort into, into vehicles, into transport. When in fact, um, I've, we've made a really good life here of, of in, in walkable, walkable life. Uh, we can walk anywhere you know, to our friends, to, we got, uh, we started up a, um, board game club in our street. We walk there. We walk to the to the to the Maloney Lane every Monday night. Don't make sure that doesn't get out because it's just it's just amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it was one of the one of those secrets. It's just an incredible incredible night every Monday night here, um, with music and talent, and um and we can we walk. You know, we do this. And this is this is this is what we got to get back to. Our suburbs are. You know, we, we need we are forced to have a car. Um, now, obviously, e-bikes. You know, you've got the e-bike. I, I saw that thing in that episode when on um, whatever you call it on Instagram, mm. real or whatever. Um, is <laughs> you know, like you're, you've swapped your car for a you know for a bike, and that's a, that's a, that's going to be the next big thing. We've got a small fleet of electric bikes here that we want to want to grant for. So if you you know if you become part of Melania Eco Village, which there is space here, by the way, um, we've got we had we've got seven people here at the moment. Um, that's, that's, that's going to change. We've got someone coming in, some people going out next, um, uh, temporarily, but, um, we've got a small fleet of, of bikes and, and e-bikes. So, so our local transport is free once you're here. Um, yeah. you, know, you know, and we, I mean, I'm assuming we'll talk more about the, the, the simple living side of things, but that really does make for simple living.
0: Yeah, that's all right. Um, I just wanted to want, uh, see if there's any more kind of guiding principles. I know you have a lot of those on your website, um, but maybe just. Maybe one more, just that that really um, drives the kind of the projects, not only with Eco Villages Australia, but with Mulaney. Um, just before we kind of yeah talk more about simple living and, and what it actually means for someone today, because I don't know if the solution is necessarily for everyone to just jump into an eco village tomorrow. Um, I want to provide some really tangible next steps for people. So um, yeah, what, do you have a, a, another guiding principle that you could touch on?
1: Just off the top of my head and it's not even on the website i don't think but we we really like the idea of you know better together that that even the most mundane of jobs you know the jobs that we just don't like doing if we go okay guys can we can we do this together or you know at least one or three other people or whatever it makes it makes it so much so much pleasurable it's so so much easier when you've got a crappy job to do and you've got people to do it with you know oh well
0: look this this is one thing about simple living right like we both have to deal with that crap uh, that's yeah. a, that's a um i hope an emotional level but also on a very physical level and um uh so you know like there, there's some things when you opt for a simple life that I, I didn't quite realize just when you start to take charge of your things and don't again outsource it
1: um
0: so we you know we <laughs> we could talk about those things in particular but um there are a few kind of not great jobs that are associated with a simple life at different points
1: yeah yeah yeah. and i wasn't even thinking of that you know i was just thinking of those 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 boring cleaning jobs you know whatever you know whatever it is okay we've got to clean the shed out you know i mean most people don't do that because it's a crap job but we do that you know we can do that and and have fun doing it too you know that that's so for me yeah for me we we go okay we really want when when people come here for work away and woofing or i'm not sure if you're familiar with those words um but you know come from all over the world to help us um and, and we like to do it with them. We like to work with them because it's more fun together. So better together. That's a really massive thing. I mean, that's, yeah, really love it.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And I know there's a, again, it might not be um, articulated, but there's a really big um, kind of value on minimalism and simple living as well. Um, and so yeah. if you could just give a little bit of a brief overview of what that looks like um, within your community, that would be really helpful.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess, you know, when people ask me about eco village, let's just finish finish that bit first, is that it you can't go wrong by thinking eco village. <laughs> so we've got yeah. the eco, you know. You know, well, obviously we we have um incredible overconsumption in this world. You know, this is, this is this is this is this is driving our our climate problems and our and our pollution and all this stuff. This is this is driving so much of our bills really is just crap that we don't know. Uh, so, so obviously, so we, we make our own biogas here. Um, we throw our own food. Um, we've modified a a refrigerator um, out of a freezer because it's better insulated, and it, and that's saved us about forty percent of our electricity costs, um, which is done by our, which is run by our solar anyway. So we have two two solar systems, and we 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 aren't off grid completely. We do use. Um, now i've got it on the board 18 percent less electricity than the average household the average person in the average household um so we you know we are very serious about, about about you know minimizing uh consumption electricity and so forth we use about 20 20 less water than the average person as well um, is
0: that per person
1: that's per person so we yep. work out how many people are here how many people are out there and we use yeah we use 80 percent less water and we got a three and a half acre block, you know, with growing on own veggies. You know, this oh, so
0: you is... use twenty percent. Sorry, I got this the wrong, wrong
1: way around. Of yes, we use eighty percent less of wow. than, than the average person, and we got and we want to get that down to ten. Wow! Right? So we got we've we got to twenty percent with our electricity and and water, just through behavior management, um, behavioral change, and um, uh, and design, really. You know, and, and behavior management is like, is that's the, that's not what people want to hear. They want to hear, I want to keep my, my, my lifestyle. And yeah, you know, our politics, I mean, our prime minister said that today, technology is going to be the key to get this, to get zero emissions, and that's not going to happen. We are going to have to seriously think about getting less and living with less, but, but as you know, living with less doesn't mean a, you know, a poor life. We, I said before, we, we live a really rich life here um, but, we, but we don't have to cost the Earth to, to, do, to live that, you know. So um, what else? I mean, we, we um, you know, we, our lights are all done by, um, uh, they run by, by our um, solar panels as well. Uh, we are experimenting with a, uh, a solar system that doesn't use inverters, doesn't use batteries. So it will be just only what we call daylight drive. And these, these solar panels we bought for $20 each from the dump, um, people are getting rid of. They're even they're better solar panels or, or more, um, yeah, they're better solar panels, more capacity than the ones I had in my house in Brisbane. People are just getting rid of like this, you know, in, in this insane way, of course I'm into solar panels, of course I'm into renewable energy, but we have, we've changed, we've converted this now into a not yet another centralized system of waste. You know, so I'm, I'm, I'm buying panels that are 20 bucks, putting them <laughs> up there. We've got six, six, 180 volt DC. And we got from that we'll run our pumps. We'll run our cookers through the, through the, day. So in the middle of the day, we'll cook with that free, free from the sun at night. We'll use biogas, maybe a bit of LP, LPG, but we haven't, we haven't bought LPG. Um, we, we are, we are, will have to very soon, but we haven't bought LPG for, for months, you know, so, um, it's, we, we, we have, a, a our solar um our solar shower is completely solar so when it's when it hasn't rained when it hasn't when it's raining for a couple of days it then gets a bit cold um but a miracle happens when it's raining you don't sweat much so you don't don't need that shower that day you know so that small behavior change it's actually what i've reflected on this last probably month only is what it costs to have an inside shower is astronomical. We have to go into the into the into the financial market to to buy, to get a job to buy this six thousand thirty thousand whatever dollar bathroom that you've got. Um, and I get to I get to shower under the stars when you know if it's at six o'clock at night. It's when when the, when the bats are coming over in the middle of summer. It's beautiful. You know if it's winter, we go we just shower in the middle of the day um because it's it's always well not not always but very very it's often really really beautiful here and we're lucky we're in queensland you know we can do that so so i i I think it's the best shower in the world because it's it's we're outside and i and i can afford an inside shower i just don't want one (laughs) Uh, and and in the order you know in order for us to have a shower at eight o'clock at night actually costs a hang of a lot of money Mm. and that's and that's a that's something that we've got to really think about like it's yeah, the bathroom and the kitchen are the most expensive building uh, expensive room in the house and as housing is becoming incre- incredibly unaffordable these these these, yeah these really these interesting discussions and, and reflections i think are really important we are in many ways we're sort of trying to lead the way and we're saying look you know if you want to know how to use 20 80 percent um, less 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 electricity then come and see us you know we've got we've got to start building houses that actually are orientated towards the sun, uh, not the road. You know, we, we we've we've got to build houses that you know. Because at the moment we're building, like I said before, really substandard housing um, that costs a bomb to actually heat and cool. We could we could buy, build better houses and have uh, and and not have any electricity or any energy to, to heat and cool these buildings.
0: Mm. I can That's I can weird. make two observations, Dad. Um... One, one big thing here is design and the other is the ability to get a bit uncomfortable. Um, and you pair yeah. those two together and we can make some really big differences in the world. Like we can just change our regular behaviours. And I also want to, you know, like you're, you're doing quite a, um, it's very out there what you're doing. And I think you've, you've articulated that at different points. It's quite, um, you, you've really committed, I guess, to the lifestyle So and 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 that's admirable um, that you've really just dived into it and and not looked back. Um, But yeah, there's like with with good design and the ability to not be so attached to our comfort, we could actually like make a a, a super big impact in the world.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and some people don't like the word comfort because we have a comfortable life, but you know, it's still it's you know, yeah, I think it is. You know what I did was I, I, I said, what is it that I'm willing to dial back in my comfort? You know, like I'm, I'm, I'm ready to get ready get rid of my button. I'm ready to do that. <laughs> you know, um, you know, the fact that we've got, um, a car, like a garage with a car underneath a roof is insane. Like roofs are very expensive to build, you know, <laughs> like, like it's, a, you know, to park a car under a roof. That's just, inc- that's incredibly dumb really, really dumb, man. but we do, you know, we've, we've got a lot of dumb practices in our world, including going, going to jobs that we hate um, to, to make to make these tokens in order to, you know, it's a game world. Look, you know, it, it's, it, this is all a game world. Like, we, we, we go to work, we get these tokens, we, we use these tokens for food. We, to, you know, money's not a need. You know, it, it creates, it buys needs. We do need food um but you know we only pay 30 bucks a a week here for our food we just pull like we you know we pull our money we eat vegetarian so there's there's a lot of savings there um and and when when you've got that many people putting 30 bucks in it that adds up and and we we eat really well we 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 eat really well
0: Mm, that's um yeah that's so fascinating i'm aware that people's like brains might be hurting by this stage of the conversation uh, particularly if you've never kind of considered this before I know it's something that I've been thinking about for a little while but um, hang in there because we're going to talk about maybe a bit more of the solution and how we can take a step forward um, but no it, it is one of those things that if this is the first time you're hearing some of these concepts you you probably you probably have a lot of questions so <laughs> that's, that's that's probably a fair a fair statement I don't know if you come across many people like that dad that uh, you kind of explain some of these things to, the, to for the first time and kind of get this reaction yes. of just like what the heck is going on
1: yes well even even our, mod, our land ownership model like you know like i said before we you can either buy land you know you can either own it or you can rent it um, we've got this way of and we call it the stewardship like this is not new this is what this is what all the well, you know, every single First Nations people in the world had you know they just stewarded the land. They cared. They were caretakers of this land, and and we wanted we we wanted to do that. That's that even that's quite edgy in this world because even the most I don't know even the most hippiest of hippies sometimes they'll <laughs> go, yeah, we love your model, dude. But you know, I said, well, come come and move here, and they go, oh, I want to own my land. You know, <laughs> it's like, well, you understand actually what land ownership has done to 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 our world. It's it's made um, our world so much, you know, so, so much injustice, injustice, so much inequity is is based around land ownership. Um, and yet, you still want to, you still want to do it. But, but we, we also, are, yeah, like you said, we do recognise that we are on the edge. This is this is a model not for everybody. Not everybody's going to live here. Um, we live pretty simply. Our model for eco villages is not necessarily simple living in the sense of this sort of simplicity, you know, you could actually have a much more comfortable lifestyle, but do it with each other and, and still work on your eco-credentials and that sort of stuff, um, you know, and that might be, you know, we, we set this up and we can talk about this now or later, but we set this up, we, you know, all I wanted to do was live in a cool place with cool people. That was all I wanted to do. But when we actually set this up, we started we started talking to lawyers and spent hours in front of lawyers, in front of tax consultants and consult, you know consultants and stuff. And we realised that we had this model that could be rolled out anywhere. So if anybody, you know, two, two or three or four or five friends wanted to go, okay, let's just buy land together. Let's do this what we what we call collaborative housing. Now you you are you are in collaborative housing there, um, in your block because you've got two houses, two households, um, you know, and and it's working really well. It's a, it's a really great way of collaborative housing, and you've done that with you know you've done it without owning land, and that's fantastic. Um, you know, and we're doing it without owning land, but you know, our organisation obviously owns it. But we, you know, our model is ready ready, ready for people to, to, to use. Um, we, are, we are leaving it open for people to come in and say, I want to do this. We want to do collaborative housing with, with my friends, my family, whatever. Because the first question you need to ask or need to answer is who owns it? Who owns this piece of land? Um, you know, is it going to be the richest person? Is it going to be the best-looking person? Is it going to be the, the funniest person? Is it going to be the, the, the most leadership-worthy person? Who, who is going to own it? You know, those those things are obviously ridiculous. Um, you know, so so we've answered that question. No, you know, none of us, none of us own it. Let's put it in yeah, well, trust.
0: Yeah, that's such a it's such a fascinating model. And if they want to know, if people want to know more about the um, the details of the model. Where can we point them? And I can put this in the description as well, so we can send them straight to that link.
1: Eco yeah, ecovillages, plural, au. Cool. And there's, and there's plenty sort of, of three information,
0: distinct, documents. Three
1: distinct areas. There's, a, there's heaps there. Like the, the three the distinct areas are there's the vision and values, really important. That's what we hold dear. Um, then we've got the our ecovillages. And now we've only got the one here at Melania. We've only, only been here two years. Um, but there, you know, each ecovillage, each little community, um, like I said, it might be three, like, Three families or something, or two families in somewhere, and and um, it may may look very very different from us from this one here, but that's okay as long as it, long as it, the the vision of values are, 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 are down pat, then we can people can can um, create their own place, you know. Um, then we have the you, you know how do you build a village, and that's the newest part of the part of the website because since COVID started, like we normally get one person a, a day signing up to our mailing list um one one time one day this week i've got 16 people sign up so oh, wow. it's just insane like this every time covid comes through and people go look i've got to get out of the city uh, you know I, I just get so busy on the phone and that sort of thing so i'm starting to put this thing on the website of how would i build this village for myself um wow. and really really good really good stuff up there but it's you know it's only fairly new there's only a couple of a couple of things but it's they're, they're very powerful stuff up there
0: mm. that's so cool um i Kind of told you about this before we started this conversation, but I wanted to add a little bit in here about um, today and what happened in community today because I have my own stories as well. And the reason I do that is because today is a Wednesday, and Wednesday is the most mundane day of the week. Um, we couldn't pick a more boring day to give a highlight reel from. So rather than trying to go, Dad, in the two years you've been in Milani, what awesome things have happened? I, I thought, what's what's happened today? And I didn't tell you this this morning, so you'd go and have an awesome day. Um, and, I, and I just thought of this as I kind of came home today, just so I could share some of the stories that happened today in community, because you mentioned that I'm living in a collaborative, what do you call it? Collaborative housing.
1: Collaborative housing model, yeah.
0: Yeah, so yeah. So for uh, I haven't actually talked about this yet on the podcast, but um, we have our tiny house on a, another family's property. We share resources and um, we get on really well. We have a great relationship. And so, yeah, I, I, I want to talk about just what happened today, and and how our lives were, I guess, richer because of community. So I'll let you go first, Dad, and then I'll go, I'll go second.
1: So we had our, our, our meeting. In fact, I got up a bit early and started working on on the new e bike that we got, um, putting some lights on. But um, that, that's that's really the the, the way that we wake up every day is go well, what are we going to do now? What do, I want to do? what do we want to do? What do I want to do? You know, it's really driven by what what the passion and what, what's there, what's in front of us, um, which is really great. You can um, also so be employed, I, by I the way. Some...
0: <laughs> <laughs> you can have a job that's and right. live at the village, right? Uh,
1: yeah, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. People, Yes, yes, that's right, of course. Uh, we've had people here that have had full-time jobs. We've had people that have, that have had uh, that, that, uh, volunteering. I mean, everybody's a volunteer here, but... Um, yeah, we've had part-timers, all sorts of, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we had our normal meeting, our weekly meeting. Um, and we always start, it's a beautiful way we do a check-in. So we actually, okay, how are you feeling? And some, sometimes people are feeling quite raw and um, we did have someone sort of slightly in, in, in tears this morning just cause it was just a bit of a tough space for them. Um, um, you no, know, but we have that opportunity to just hear where people are at and. And, if, and again to hear that human place and then we acknowledge people we actually have place and we do a, a fair bit of time on you know I you know and I, I got acknowledged for things that i did and i acknowledge other things for what other people have done um and and that's really important you know we don't we didn't imagine if imagine if normal families did this imagine if we did this when we were growing up actually had this place where we checked in where we acknowledged each, acknowledged each other where we had something that if, if, if the smallest one in the in the family wanted to talk about something we had a space for them this is what we're doing you know so this is this is mundane but you know last last week we actually had someone who uh, who asked to come in for our meeting and and we go okay well it's pretty boring but yeah come in and in the end it was one of our most difficult meetings we've had um we had to talk about something that was, was a difficult issue a difficult conversation and we did it beautifully you know <laughs> you know it was really nice it was you know like that's that's a beautiful moment when you have those you know like because con- it's really interesting in, in australia everybody says our oh, community doesn't work conflict too much conflict conflict's like the thing that it just it's really scary for people um and and in fact conflict's not scary um sometimes it is but you know it's, it's just you know, like I often say, if you and I got the same ideas, then one of us is obsolete. <laughs> so, you know, we, we, we have, it's better when we have people's, different people's opinions and stuff. But sometimes it's difficult, difficult getting decisions made by consensus, you know, and so yeah, we had, we had you know, we do this meeting, we go through the roster and we set set the week focus, so our week focus today is a, um, I'm fixing up a, a, a someone's van here, so that's a focus, and curtain, we got to put some curtains up and you know, do the shed workbench is a bit of a mess. So we got, yeah, you know, we put these things up as, as, a, as a community. We work out what our focus for the week is. And then we do our correspondence. Some correspondence today was a couple of people want to do work away here um, for three weeks. So we've okayed that. And then we do our, what we call exciting business. And I can show you there on the board, exciting business. And, you know, most of the things that we talk about something have been rubbed off, of course, but that's when we have, yeah, we just talk about and, and co-create you know really it's 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 in that mundane thing that we actually you know we talked about our kitty this morning we we, we put it 30 bucks in you know, it's getting a bit low so let's talk about that you know sometimes there's up to 200 bucks there and it's, you know this for for whatever reason it's a bit low at the moment so we talk about that you know? yeah um, um but we try to do the whole meeting within one and a half hours and then um i think i just i think i spent most of the day weeding actually so i did that fairly solitary work because we've got a young child that's uh 10 years old and she's been homeschooled and she's going to go start school um at maloney primary school and and claire's really helping her doing the going she went they went to town and got some secondhand um clothes like you know uniforms and that sort of thing and so they were busy doing that i was doing that um a guy that owns this van was, was I was asking my advice. I was telling him what to do. He then came over while I was. He said, "Oh, I'm going to do some lunch. Would you like some lunch?" Oh, that was unexpected. We don't we don't make lunch for each other normally. That was really lovely. That was a lovely sort of moment, um, and particularly because we've had a little bit of tension with with that um, that relationship as well. So you yeah, know that was, and he, he's a short short term person, but um, that was really you know these, these are the gems. These are the beautiful moments that that do happen, and and you you really feel supported like. In in the suburbs, you, you know, you've got to do, you've got to be the person that does the the washing and the ironing. Well, or no, we never did ironing, but <laughs> washing and the and the and the finances and the, you know and, and the gardening and the cleaning and the yeah you every know, like there's only one or two people that are doing these things, um, but in village, you know, uh, you know, there's we we're, we're all going to be good at something different, and and we can pull those things and you know and and we we do eat we. Ever, we were all on the cooking roster. Um, we, I only cook once a week. Um, that never gets old, let me tell you. That's so, more than
0: you did when we were kids, Dad.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you like my pizza. What else what was my other favorite? <laughs> what was my, my go-to meals? I don't know. Um, yeah, I did a homemade pizza. That was great. great. <laughs> um, but you know, and, and I, cause, cause cooking, I, I do like cooking uh, and I make my own kombucha here I make my own kimchi and stuff here, but it's, it's my way to all like that and, and to do it once a once a week, you go, okay, I, I might make some noki and do something really special for the community, and, and that that's awesome. Like, um, I was finished. I felt for the life, felt, felt a bit tired, went. You know, had a bit of a lie down, listened to Lockie's Lockie's podcast this afternoon while someone made dinner for me. You know, and this is the well for us, so not not that me, but you know, and this is this is the really great thing is that 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 the economies of scale is is hands down the best part of the whole thing, that we can work together. We you know we and we have to we have to learn how to work together. We are really bad at it in our culture in Australia. We are so bad at it. We. We we're we're into permaculture here, and permaculture um, is worth exploring. Um, but one of the things about permaculture is that is it it loves maturity, brings systems into maturity. And in my reflection of this, I've realised that we as a society love immaturity. We are addicted to immaturity. I'll give you some examples: immature ecological systems, lawns lawns are the most immature system you'll get you know they're try, like anything like a normal paddock will try to become a forest but we love using fossil fuels to, to destroy the destroy the forest and make these lawn and it's an insane thing it's like it's cost a lot of money we we spend much more time looking after it than we do enjoying it um it the reason we started with lawns is because the rich people in the past started doing lawns because they it was a very very um a public act saying, "Look, everybody, we can afford to not use our land for food. The peasants have to use their land for food, but we don't have to." Um, and and the way that the society always works, the people, of the lower class, want to want to emulate the higher class. So we want lawns, and so we make lawns. And when you think about how much a lawn would cost you in that time, you know, it's, it's like a, a ride right on lawnmower six six thousand dollars. You know, push ones a $1, thousand, whatever you know. But um, you know that we love immature systems. We love immature social systems. If someone's got a problem with the neighbour, we ring the council. What rubbish! You know, we you know a mature social system would be going to have a chat with that person. We love immature banking systems. The house that I sold, that I'd paid off or I'd I paid off in the sale, but um, is still under mortgage now. Today, the person that bought it has a mortgage. Prop could even be the same bank. <laughs> you know, we 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 are in love we' are addicted to to um to systems throughout to our um, immature banking system that no one actually very very few people actually get to own land you know the banks normally do you know there's i could go on and on and on about how we are addicted to immaturity and yet and yet nature calls us to be mature nature calls us you know they, there's 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 2,000 year old trees out there you know that have seen a lot um, you know and, and, and to, to some, somehow get into contact and into get into, I don't know sink or whatever the word is with this it goes slowly. but it goes very effectively. The weeding I did today, I couldn't believe how much vine there's a vine that I'm trying to get rid of it's all pervasive and i'm you know i'm you know it's it's really hard to get out um but nature nature always wins life always wins What's, what what movie was that was that jurassic, jurassic park
0: i'm not life sure actually i did watch that the other day in, in lockdown but i can't recall that one
1: today the then i we went and had uh we had um tea um someone lit, lit the fire their 10 year old lit the fire um someone else cooked and we enjoyed the little meal that we had and, um, people and another, another little team washed up and uh, here we are.
0: So for the, uh, the Monday and Wednesday, that's a, it's a nice day. I'll, um, I'll give two really quick examples of, uh, of my simple kind of day in community. And it was a day I was at work for, I was out of the house for, you know, good 10 to 12 hours. Um, but on the way in, I carpooled. So the, the person I live with, we work at the same place. So we're able to travel in together. And that was a great way to share resources um, and actually have 20 minutes of quality time on the way in, just of connection, conversation, nothing crazy, not therapy, but just uh, a good, a good conversation before the day started. And on the way back, as I rode home, um, I got a, a shout as I was walking to my house saying, quick, come up. That We're almost out of caramel bun. Um, come grab a slice. And you know that was great. I wasn't intending on going to the bakery or anything like that, but they had this really nice fresh caramel bun that I got to enjoy um simply because I was there and that was that was a really just beautiful moment of um i, I kind of needed that at the end of the day uh, a, a good just way to um
1: yeah,
0: yeah it was it was a, it was a good gift to finish my day
1: you'd miss that if you had a car that and and which cost you a lot of money to buy and um you know. But that's the most, the most comfortable way is, is doing it that way. But look what you yeah. got. That's great.
0: Yeah, it was awesome. Cool. Let's wrap this up um, in the next couple of minutes. It's been a big conversation. And um, for those people who have hung around, I thank you so much. I really appreciate that. And I'm sure you got a lot more questions now than you did at the start. Um, but I just want to know, Dad, what are, some, what are some simple things, apart from going to your website, checking that out, but what are some really simple things that we can do to engage with this way of thinking and this way of life um, from a community standpoint. So I'm talking all things simple living, but specifically how can we engage with community better from where we are right now, like today, tomorrow, and kind of like in in the short term.
1: Look, I think, just think of that word connection. How do we connect with ourselves? I mean, a lot of, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the quiet time that sort of stuff that we need as humans how do we connect with others how do we connect to, to the earth um we can do that anywhere and to think of those type, type of connections and to think how how are we going to do that um we can do it in our normal life it's it's more difficult it is more difficult it's much easier doing it in in a place like this but but um it's 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 worth it you know it's that that is what life is about If anybody is if you are interested in coming and having a look here then if you're in striking distance of maloney from brisbane or gold coast or sunny coast um, we do have a monthly work party we call the work party open day and you know we do we do a tour and we do some work in the garden or building or something Uh, and then we've a a free lunch and then a work in a workshop of some type so come in and do that we also we also can host you as work away for a week or so so um you know have a look can't make contact with us but really I think I hope that ha- I hope this has challenged you know this is a challenge. Uh, we have huge challenges as a, as a society and and you know you know all the algorithms and stuff of, of social media are actually they' they're not helping us being human. so we've got to, we've got to, you know big corporations aren't helping us to be human but we've got to, we that's our job you know, and, and it's harder than ever. <laughs> we've got to find a way where we can be more human.
0: Mm, wow. Well, well, I love how we started with disconnection and we went to a number of places, but we ended up with this idea of connection. So whether or not it's in your um, current cap- uh, capabilities to enter, you know, a housing agreement that um, is, uh, is something like we've talked about, um, we can all make an effort. Towards connection, one one thing I'd say to actually, um, as we wrap up, is um, one thing that's really helped me to to engage this you know side of thinking is to become curious about these sorts of things and the things around us in in our life just to become um, yeah just to become curious and to look at these things through a different lens and give yourself permission to get a little bit mad and ask questions and go hang on why 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 does that exist. Why, why do we, you know, like look at these big highways or suburbs as you're driving around or, you know, just whatever you notice and just give yourself permission to be like, that, that doesn't seem normal. I, I'm, I don't think we're meant to live like this and just allow yourself to get a little bit mad by it and, and just see where that ends up. That's, that's really helped me to just, just think about life in, in a new and different way.
1: Well, I've got a quote I can end with if you'd like. Sounds good. This is from an um, author called Diana Leaf Christian, and it's, called, it's, a, it's a book called Finding Community. While we love our friends dearly, we keep dreaming of our tribe. It seems we have this persistent memory of tribal living, of being an integral part of a self-sustaining circle that includes humans and other beings, as well as this piece of earth they call home. Living here in suburbia, we see our friends every couple of weeks if we're lucky, that's not tribe. I'm greedier than that. I want to wake up and see them at breakfast, weed the garden later, elbow to elbow while we talk, stop to help them build their house, participate in meetings where we plan our lives together. I want to know them deep where the hurt lies and offer little bits of healing daily. And most of all, I want to be on the land we share till we die and are scattered there, mixing and mingling ashes as we did our lives
0: a great place to end beautiful isn't it? yeah thank you so much dad i really appreciate that love you a lot thank you for not only your time here but also your deep impact on my life uh, i really appreciate that and you're always challenging me to think of things in a new way and um yeah it's it's working so far
1: <laughs> good on you buddy love you too
0: Hey, thank you so much for tuning in to this brand new episode of Lost Sessions. If you liked it, please let me know over at Instagram at SimpleLocky. If you have any suggestions of what I should talk about in this podcast, please let me know if you've got any questions, tips or comments or any guests that you would like to hear. I would absolutely love to hear that. So please let me know and thank you so much again for tuning in. I hope you have a great week and that you can begin to live a simple life.